In him we live and move, and have our being. Psychically, this world appears as an ocean of light containing within itself all things, including man, as pulsating bodies enveloped in liquid light. The biblical story of the flood is the state in which man lives. Man is actually inundated in an ocean of liquid light in which countless numbers of light beings move. The story of the flood is really being enacted today. Man is the ark containing within himself the male-female principles of every living thing. The dub or idea which is sent out to find dry land is man's attempt to embody his ideas. Man's ideas resemble birds in flight like the dove in the story, returning to man without finding a place to rest. If man will not let such fruitless searches discourage him, one day the bird will return with a green sprig. After assuming the consciousness of the thing desired he will be convinced that it is so, and he will feel and know that he is that which he has consciously appropriated, even though it is not yet confirmed by his senses. One day man will become so identified with his conception that he will know it to be himself, and he will declare, I am, I am that which I desire to be, I am that I am. He will find that as he does so he will begin to embody his desire, the double desire will this time find dry land, thereby realizing the mystery of the word made flesh. Everything in the world is a crystallization of this liquid light. I am the light of the world. Your awareness of being is the liquid light of the world which crystallizes into the conceptions you have of yourself. Your unconditioned awareness of being first conceived itself in liquid light, which is the initial velocity of the universe. All things from the highest to the lowest vibrations or expressions of life are nothing more than the different vibrations of velocities of this initial velocity, gold, silver, iron, wood, flesh, etc., are only different expressions or velocities of this one substance liquid light. All things are crystallized liquid light, the differentiation or infinity of expression is caused by the conceiver's desire to know himself. Your conception of yourself automatically determines the velocity necessary to express that which you have conceived yourself to be. The world is an ocean of liquid light in countless different states of crystallization. The breath of life. Did the prophet Elijah really restore to life the dead child of the widow? This story, along with all the other stories of the Bible, is a psychological drama which takes place in the consciousness of man. The widow symbolizes every man and woman in the world, the dead child represents the frustrated desires and ambitions of man, while the prophet, Elijah, symbolizes the God power within man, or man's awareness of being. The story tells us that the prophet took the dead child from the widow's bosom and carried him into an upper room. As he entered this upper room he closed the door behind him, placing the child upon a bed, he breathed life into him, returning to the mother, he gave her the child and said, Woman, thy son liveth. Man's desires can be symbolized as the dead child. The mere fact that he desires is positive proof that the thing desired is not yet a living reality in his world. He tries in every conceivable way to nurse this desire into reality, to make it live, but finds in the end that all attempts are fruitless. Most men are not aware of the existence of the infinite power within themselves as the prophet. They remain indefinitely with a dead child in their arms, not realizing that the desire is the positive indication of limitless capacities for its fulfillment. Let man once recognize that his consciousness is a prophet who breathes life into all that he is conscious of being, and he will close the door of his senses against his problem and fix his attention solely on that which he desires, knowing that by so doing his desires are certain to be realized. He